0: Well, Greg, much to your dismay, I have finally returned to Atlanta <laughs> after, after being on a long field trip the last couple of weeks to, to Northport, Florida. I'm back. No, kidding. had a, had a great time down there. Uh, this is Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager. Finally rejoined, or I guess I'm finally rejoining him, uh, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Had a great time down at spring training. I always love going down there. I love going down there in January for fantasy camp. Uh, and I love getting to go right back down a month later and seeing the big leaguers on those fields where I just see saw the fantasy campers a couple of weeks prior. So had a couple of great episodes of this podcast while we were down there. had Mike Dunn who's does a great job. He's a, I would say a braves lifer at this For point sure. I mean, he's been the been the organization over 30 years, I think 32 now. so it's great to meet with him and then to hear in detail, just the the recovery that that complex had to go through to get ready for a your fantasy camp but then B for uh for spring training so and everything looks great uh, I mean I'll tell you this you know all the signs and stuff that were still kind of blown mm-hmm. over and hadn't been fixed the yeah. fantasy camp uh my first week down in northport uh, it was like the last day before I think players had to officially report, man, and those trucks rolled in with all these new signs, and they were right up to the last minute getting everything put back together, and it was kudos to them. It was a it was a hell of an undertaking for them to get that well, done.
1: I saw on TV, and it looked like nothing had, had even happened. You know, when we were down there, obviously there were still some signs, even though the place was immaculate. Just, you know, if that's all I had to worry about were signs. They were probably in good shape. that but yeah I'm so impressed with Mike and Christina and the whole staff down there with all the things that they've had to endure they have not had a smooth spring training yet there's always been something going on and I just hope next year that they just have this nice easy winter and (laughs) and they get get ready but man spring training is just such a a great time of the year and brings back so many good memories for me and just being out there and in Florida and feeling the humidity again and a little bit of heat and coming out of just, uh, you know, winter. So, man, I, I, I wish I could go back down to spring training and hang out for a little bit. But, boy, we've got so much good stuff going on here in Atlanta. It's just really difficult to get down there. But I'm glad you got to experience a little bit of it.
0: Yeah, I had a great time, I actually. So we, um, so we have just to run you through a little bit for folks listening how it works for us in spring training in the marketing department. Every year we have what's called the car wash. And that is where we set up multiple sets, essentially photography, videography, and pretty much the whole marketing department goes down. We've got our video crews down there. We've got Kevin Lyles and Matthew Grimes. Our photographers are there. And there's in this car wash, there's just stations, essentially. And we bring all the players in and go station to station and they do. Okay, here's the first video set hype shoot where they're doing some kind of stuff that you'll see uh, on on TV commercials. You'll probably you'll see some of it on Bally and their their kind of graphics packages or intro and outro packages, whatever you want to call all the team portraits that Kevin and Matthew take. Those are all done in spring training at this car wash and then this year i got my crew me and victoria and becca from the social media side we carved out a few minutes with each player to do some social media stuff we actually did it out in the bullpen the visitor's bullpen uh which was fun so you'll see greg i'm holding a baseball Mm -hmm. here and you've noticed it's it's been used got a couple scuff marks (laughs) see how they're blue oh yeah see how my shoes are blue Wow, you got drilled. So we were in the visitor's dugout with Mike Soroka, <laughs> and he's sitting on the bench looking out towards the field. And we had the ca- you know the, the camera or the phone, really, because it's social media, TikTok right, stuff, just right. a simple phone shoot uh, aimed towards him. And he's b- beginning to answer questions. And it's my ninth season. And every, whenever we hire somebody new or we bring somebody onto my team or I'm advising somebody that's in the ballpark for the first time, my number one rule is head on a swivel. Don't get hit. <laughs> do, just whatever you do. <laughs> Don't get hit by the ball. And what did dumb old nine years in the big league <laughs> me do? Have my back straight to the field during BP. Yeah, yeah. And this thing, I got lucky, honestly. Grissom,
1: uh, he let one rip and missed the first baseman. I don't i Really <laughs> he <laughs> no, may no. just been aiming for you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Va- hey, we'll
0: get to that. Vaughn's look good at shortstop. It good? He really has. Good. He's looking very, he's making all the plays you got to make. So I think his chances for shortstop well, you are know, good. Based
1: but- on what you guys do now, let me give the audience a little bit of an analogy. Okay. All right, so twenty years ago, when you went to get your car washed, you'd put fifty cents in or a quarter in the machine and grab that wand and spray it down <laughs> yourself. Uh-huh. Well, now you like you guys are like a full detail body shop <laughs> where well, you're out there. You got the you got the buffers and you know the the really nice silicone wax and you're treating these guys like it's a full detail shop. Whereas we had the little wands with fifty cents <laughs> <laughs> washing our car. We stand there and they photographer would come through and take a picture of us and that was it It lasted about 15 minutes now you got a full scale i mean you guys are doing a lot of cool things
0: yeah well and you know what kudos to all the players but i mean same with you guys even though if even if it was less time still that's that's something you're there to do a job and to do work and then you got to go get dressed up and look pretty look nice and smile there was none of that well (laughs) i was being courteous so but there had to have been at least one look one good looking guy on your team i
1: think the only time it was good was When they they took action shots for baseball cards, but they take those during the games while you're playing. But when you had to stand there and smile and it's, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, it didn't turn out very well.
0: Yeah. I'll (laughs) tell you those to the coaches. Some of the coaches want to start. They like to get theirs done at like six. So we get down there and it's a blast. It's a lot of work, but man, it's it's. Like we're always appreciative, to be there. It's fun. You're on your feet all day. We're there before the sun is up, ready to go. Music blaring. Mm-hmm. Like we we try to customize it to where whatever players are coming through, we try to put their kind of music on nice. based on their walk up music. Hey, we
1: didn't have walk up music, so that's right. how far it goes back really? when I was back. That's so hard. there was no there was no hype videos or anything like that. You never had like a specific walk entrance song no. when you were pitching. So that is a that started that started just about towards around 2000. OK, Something like there wasn't a whole lot of, now, at least it, with the Braves, maybe because Bobby didn't like that stuff. But uh, we went to other. I think I remember the Indians were the first ones to kind of because they had just an unbelievable sound system, new stadium, all that. But the sound systems weren't that great to where it would even matter if you did have a. A big, you know, hype video, you know, hype song coming in for you or or your walk-up music, but I just don't remember that being a whole lot because even chipper, you know, with Ozzy Osbourne's song, that didn't happen until later.
0: Right. I remember coming to a game in two thousand and three, and I think the chipper and the crazy train thing had already. I think it was already happening. I, yeah, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure I've got his book back here on my my yeah. shelf. I think he mentions in there when it started. I will have to yeah, go back and we look. We moved
1: to Turner Field late '90s. Right. That's when the sound system was better. The video was better. Right. You know, there was a lot of things that started to change in some of the newer ballparks.
0: I'm going to and forgive me. We've been doing the show five years, so I may have asked you this at some point in the last five years and I don't remember. But well, let me let me guess. And then I'll ask what you're if you could have chosen entrance music. I'm going to guess you'd have gone. You're like me. You're cl- you're a rock and roll guy. You're a classic rock guy. Mm-hmm. I know I've heard you talk about Van Halen. But I'm going to guess you're a Van. You'd have something Van Halen like. Uh, let's see. And if it's Van Halen, what would you choose? I mean, Van them, Halen, right? I mean, moment? yeah, I mean, maybe it's
1: like it's like some of the great interests, like Jamie's crying, and some of those were you know really good. I, I mean, it's hard to get away from some of the just beginning of songs, some of the ACDC songs. Yeah you know some some of that kind of stuff but yeah it's I don't know if it's always about how great the song is but sometimes you just got a small clip so I think a lot of that how the song starts there's a few you know Sandman with Metallica some of those that people recognize that kind of get you fired up I know Smolty had end up having an ACDC oh, song Th- and
0: Thunderstruck and that's just one of the best entrance music yeah. for any him yeah. football team a wrestler whoever Thunderstruck uh, I mean, is Hells
1: Bells with you know the Padres Trevor, and, Hoffman. And Trevor Hoffman, I mean, that one was just as good as any of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah.
0: ACDC has like 10 that are like just the beginning alone is like it's good. You're right about that. That's it's not it's not as much about the song itself as it is the intro. I think mm-hmm. uh, that's why mine would be For Whom the Bell Tolls well, think Metallica. about Think
1: about Smoke on the Water. Yeah. And that song overall, I don't think is that great. But the beginning of it, that's one of the great guitar riffs of all times oh, yeah right but the whole song in general kind of kind of goes downhill after the at the yeah, beginning of the song
0: I know I love I never when I was growing up and first heard Smoke on the Water never really thought too much or cared about what the lyrics were and then as I got older I read them I'm like so this is literally just they're telling a story about a fire while they were <laughs> recording it's just a fire happened out there on the water and that's,
1: that's just what it is so uh, so, so sim- simple uh, some of the rock songs yeah yeah okay <laughs> it's always been that way yeah even with Elvis
0: so you think so probably ACDC something classic rock would have been oh yeah, some, yeah yeah there's a okay. bunch of them that we could okay but, that's yeah. cool well that was when we are on the car wash shoot <laughs> uh, we would play we'd say okay we're getting uh, you know whoever Ozzy. What's Ozzy's walk-up music or what? Some of the artists he likes to listen to. So you mm-hmm. crank that up, and then up oh, Charlie Morton's coming in next. So now it's Jason Isbell's playing, and up oh, here comes Ian Anderson. All right, put on the Stones, like that kind of thing. So, uh, which is kind of fun, and you hear a little bit of uh, everything. And actually, the, the car wash the last few years, how we've done it. If you've ever been to our spring training complex in Cool Today Park or even if you haven't, there is a space directly, I mean, dead center field. So batter's eye underneath the batter's eye, essentially there's a gate right there. And if you go through that gate, immediately to the left is basically a large area where I think throughout the year, the staff down there store like golf carts and they're like what are the John Deere, like gators, those things, and just some equipment that stays there. So that all gets moved out for when brace marketing shows up for the week and that entire space gets wrapped in black tarp so it's it's closed off and it's dark as night in there unless when you put turn on lights obviously with your set lights and everything uh and that gets turned into a basically a movie set or a tv set for a week and everything happens in there and so it's 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 a lot of fun and then the marketing crew we we try to go out and eat dinner together every night while we're all there Adam Zimmerman, Greg My, Crystal Digby always put together at least one really nice meal for everybody. I think we had 20 of us one night. Nice. Braze marketing, Braze Vision. Went to Finn's at Sharky's. Oh, Fins. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So upstairs at Sharky's. Uh, I'm on, I'm still on the uh, we're in the last stages of the shedding for the wedding diet for me. <laughs> so I John Moses was sitting directly across from me at dinner and he got the big giant steak and potatoes that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. But my swordfish and sprouts were actually very mm-hmm. good. That 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 restaurant never misses. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. good. But yeah, really great time down there. And the, the car wash was fine. And we've just got um, we got a, a group of really, really good dudes. Everybody was easy to work with. And like we got I mean, we literally got everybody and everybody was cool, friendly. Nope. no, nope. We didn't get big league by anybody. We didn't That's have any good. divas. Yeah. It was very, very pleasant. Very nice. So, which is nice. And you can say right? that.
1: Yeah. It, it. Everybody's professional. It gets your job done. It helps a lot. We're doing our job. You do your job.
0: Yeah. And I think it's easy fans or us or anybody. You don't know a guy, but you see them from afar, you see how they are on TV or interviews or whatever. And you could get some preconceived notions or think, ah, I wonder if that guy's hard to work with, or if he's a little much of a diva or whatever. And I we didn't encounter a bit of that spring training. I think I think I think what Alex and crew like they talk about all the time. They care about bringing in people that fit well here and the chemistry and that they're good people in the clubhouse. And I think you can you get to spend a little bit of time around these guys. And that's how we feel. when I got hit by the baseball. So I got lucky. Speaking of getting of shedding for the wedding, the last thing I need a couple of weeks before my wedding is get hit in the head with a baseball. <laughs> so yeah, I got lucky. It hit off the back of my shoe. Um, didn't bruise or anything. At first, it kind of nobody st- said look out. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, there's there's video of it that we'll never share. There's video of, because video was on Soroka and he reacts to it. And, and he well I'll just t- well I'll tell you he's kind of goes it hits me and he goes oh shh he does like that and then he just he's like all shocked and he goes that's a homer. <laughs> so so thankfully it's stung a little bit. First I'm like dag on I'm gonna be hobbling around here the rest of the week, but it was fine. So. All's well that ends well. Oh, that's good. But yeah, it's great to be back. This is I'm trying to think of a way not to make this sound totally obvious and dumb. But while I was in camp and walking around the complex and watching guys take BP and like watching Vaughn take uh take grounders at short and working with Wash, uh and watching well, all the infielders work with Wash and EY and and, and everybody, watching the catchers work with Sal. This is going to sound really obvious, but Maybe every now and then it's good to just give ourselves a reminder. We have a really, really good team. Mm. I mean, this this lineup, I was sitting there just watching these guys. I'm going, if you're facing this team, you've got Matt Olson is just, I mean, just like a like the man on fire gift that you see now, like or the, the that's him right now. He's hitting everything. And he looks not that I know him like personally or anything aside from working with him a couple of times, but this camp, he looks and seems like he's at home and he's Definitely one of the guys and just you can tell he's more comfortable. And you think about it. Last year, we came out of the lockout and then he gets traded. What? I don't know. Three, four days, five days later, yeah. flies across the country, shows up at the camp, then signs this massive extension. And this all happens within a day or two after the, the strange lockout thing and the quick turnaround at the end of it. And he still had a a great season, but I think he's, I mean, I think he's MVP contender this year. I really do. I really do.
1: I think it's really fascinating when you see a guy, obviously he had a really good track record and he was pretty consistent. His numbers pretty much were the same last year as they were the years prior. But he was always playing in Oakland, you know, and we've talked about Oakland before. It's it's tough, and and he's an East Coast guy. He's playing on the West Coast, and Oakland, you know, there's nobody in the stands. It's a tough place to hit. It's not that it's not that warm. It's windy. It's cold, and there's a lot of different things. But for him to have this basically the same year he's typically had for us after what you just described, all the things that were going on. You just never know. I mean, I would have expected a dip, you know, with with the heavy transition. Then you're coming back. There's a lot of pressure here at home. So I think that this could be a great year for him now that he weathered that storm of all that transition last year, being on a new team with new philosophy and with, you know, new players and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm not surprised he's doing really well. Re- uh, really well. So I, I, I'm hoping that, man, this is just a – A huge year for him. He takes it to the next level. I I do want to say something about the whole infield and how Wash kind of works with these guys. I think it's really easy, or I should say not easy, but it's easier when you have an established routine. He's been working with Austin. He's been working with – ozzy he's been working with you know uh, arcia he's been working with matt olson for now a year for a young kid to come in and get plugged into that system he did already did some work over the winter and then last year but there's a system in place all the work that dansby did and you think about all the work that wash has been doing his is pretty um pretty amazing these guys all you know, they buy into it. So I think it's really going to be beneficial for a kid like Vaughn that comes in and now he just plugs into that. If you had four new people, if you had a, a four young kids and they're trying to do it, and now Wash is trying to get everybody to buy in at the same time, but he's already got veterans bought into it. So I think it's going to be really good. I'm not surprised that he's doing well. I think it's, it's probably going to help him grow exponentially as a fielder because he already has great examples around him.
0: Oh, absolutely. That that segues perfectly into. So we touched on Vaughn, and I wanted to talk about him a little bit. For me, this is how I view Vaughn this year. I mean, let's just uh, right now the way it's looking, it's his job to lose. I think RCA will be backup infielder. It'll be Vaughn's job to lose. We still got a month to go, so who knows? But that's the way I see it. This is how I view Vaughn this year. Our lineup is stacked. It's Everybody's healthy. It's as good as anybody's. So what do I want to see out of Vaughn? I'm whatever he does at the plate this year. I'm okay with that. Doesn't matter. I want to see him make the plays at short, because that to me is the mo- number the one most th- Yes, and that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually this morning. I was uh, I was at the gym on uh, on the exercise bike, and I'm always listening to just loud music in my headphones. For whatever reason today, my motivation or what kept me got me fired up today was I actually went back and was watching clips and highlights from the 2021 NLCS. And we all remember the big moments, the Rosario home run, Matzik striking out, like the walk-offs in games on two. You remember those moments. But I was watching more extended highlights, and I had kind of forgotten how many crucial plays our infield made throughout, not just that series, but throughout, I mean, like they always do. Yeah. But in a crucial series like that, sometimes you think about the bigger moments, the, the go-ahead home run and all that. But I'd forgotten, oh yeah. I'd forgotten Austin made that incredible play, got the ball out just in time, and then Freddie made the incredible scoop at first. Like, and that was what I was that's what got me thinking about Vaughn. And you know, that's that's the most important thing for him. Now I will say this Wash, he went and worked with Wash, I think three weeks in New Orleans in the offseason. Wash says he's ready, and I I take Wash at his word. But to me, that's the most important thing is he can he just he didn't have to go out there and be Ozzie Smith or anything like that, but can you make the routine plays and fit in with that infield? I think that's the number one most important yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: and it's it's going to be tough because Dansby made so many things look easy. Ozzy gets to a lot of stuff, you know, but still I think the work that Dansby did day in and day out, at least over the last few years, um, he made a lot of things. He made a lot of good plays. But there again, all you can expect from a young kid is that if you can just make the routine plays, and every now and then you make a spectacular one, it's probably gifted enough to wh- whether you know allow him to do that. But as a pitcher, when I look back at <clears throat> guys like Jeff Jeff Blauzer, who wasn't as gifted as some of the guys that we had, you know Rafael Call and and um, some of these other guys. But Jeff just made the routine plays. Mark Lemke wasn't the greatest second baseman that ever played for us. Marcus Giles probably talent-wise was better, but – Lemmer always made the routine plays. And together, anything up the middle, that's all you can expect. If you need a double, if the double play is supposed to be turned, it's turned. If the ground ball, he comes in, you know, make a routine coming in on a ball, you got to make it, you know. And But what kills you, and I know this because I played with, you know, when I was playing with the Mets and I had Ray Ordone as a shortstop, Ray was the human highlight reel. But you always couldn't count on the, the double play being turned. You couldn't count on the ones that you really needed. Sometimes they got missed. And it's like, just make the routine. I don't need the spectacular, right? But make the routine. And so I think it just gives your pitching staff confidence when you know you've got some out there that's just going to make the right plays. And then, yeah, if you make a highlight reel over now and then, that's great. But you don't have to. Well,
0: Sticking with the infield, I think another big thing for this year's team is a healthy Ozzie Albies. You know, he was out most of the year last year, and you know he's itching to get back. And I don't know that there's anybody that on that team that works as hard as he does. And I think it's been cool to see Ozzy kind of I'm not in the clubhouse, so this is me kind of on the outside looking in, but also just what I hear, things you pick up, whatever, just being around the team a little bit. I think he has kind of matured into and is embracing definitely a leadership type role Hmm. with this team. I think, and maybe it's, maybe he's, maybe he's more of a, maybe he's kind of a leader for the, some of the Latin guys on the team. Uh, Whereas you got guys like Travis that are maybe leaders. I mean, you got, like I would say you have, I would assume you have multiple leaders like that or guys that are kind of leaders on a team. I mean, sometimes there's one guy that everybody looks to. I mean, I think Freddie had kind of definitely taken that role towards the end of his time here um, But Ozzie, a healthy Ozzy back, hungry, ready to return to form. I think that's going to be huge for this team. I mentioned that Matt Olson, I think, is very much an MVP talk for this year. Austin Riley is going to win an MVP at some point. I, th- I think he's going to have a – it's going to be like a chipper or Freddie where he's in the conversation every year. He gets some votes, so he's somewhere in the top ten every year. One of these years, it's all going to – the stars are going to align, and he's going to win one before it's all said and done. He's just – He's just that good. So, so there's your infield. And then you take into account, I think, by all prognosticators, projections, the Braves have the best catching duo in the majors. You show me a better catching duo in Sean Murphy and Travis Darnot, I you can't. It doesn't exist right now. No, you have two all-stars. You have two all-stars. Um, I think Sean will see most of the – probably catch a little bit more. Yeah. But I think when a, whoever's catching, the other one's probably going to DH most of the time. So – That's great. Outfield, again, I think maybe Acuna came back last year, but I think from what he said and from what it looks like in camp, even though he was back last year, I think this is the first time since his injury in 2021 where he truly is 100% healed. I'm not an expert in all this knee stuff. I know my my sister, who's an athletic trainer, is, and she also happened to tear up her knee about a year and a half ago. So in just... And granted, this is completely different. I mean, this is a pro baseball player and somebody that's not a professional athlete. But just in watching the recovery and how long it truly takes you to get back to 100 percent, there's a difference. In you're walking around, you look fine, feel like you can do a lot of things you used to do, but you're still not 100. and That takes time. So him being back to 100 percent is great. Michael Harris, the second, is rookie of the year. Chipper, who's in camp right now, I think said the other day, he's a superstar. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. It'll be fun to watch him in his first full year. And then here's another big key, I think. Left field is if Eddie Rosario, and he started looking pretty good in camp so far, or at least the reports I've heard, he's looked pretty good. Uh, you remember last year, he had the vision problems. And by the time he finally got that fixed, I mean, the year was, we were already pretty far into the year. And, you know, it's, it's hard, dude, to, to come very, back from that. Difficult. So if he's kind of back to form or close to it, where's the where's the hole in the lineup? And if Vaughn has struggles with the plate again, I don't care. As long as he's making the plays he needs to make it short, I'm good with yeah. that. Bullpen is stacked again. Rotation, the only thing that's up for grabs is the fifth starter spot. Right now it's probably Ian Anderson. I think it's it's down to him and Bryce Elder. Uh Allard's looked okay, but I think it's been mm-hmm. it'll be Elder or, or I think it'll be Ian Anderson or, or Bryce Elder. So all that to say.
1: Yeah, we just, you know, it's some of that has to do with health. Yeah. You know, when you think about Kyle Wright, you know, he had uh he had some shoulder issues early on. Hopefully that's I haven't heard any updates on that, but he uh you know, they were looking at is he going to be ready for opening day or for the first time around when they start pitching. Um yeah, and then, you know, is already out again, so you're not really sure what that means. He's had just a string of bad luck and and uh, just sometimes that happens, yeah. but everything looks great on paper, right? Spring training easy. You're not pushing the body a whole lot. You're kind of ramping up, but I don't, like you said, I don't see any holes for us now. Time will tell, right? Sure. You, you probably couldn't imagine some of the things that happened last year that Ozzy was going to break his foot and that, you know, Ronald wasn't going to bounce back. And you know, the thing about Ronald too, is that <clears throat> when you're a young kid, and you've just been playing baseball your whole life, and you've really not had any significant injuries, sometimes you don't know how that person is going to react to a significant injury. So he probably didn't know how, you know, whether how it was going to feel. And now all of a sudden there's some doubt in your mind that you, oh, wow, I can get hurt because I've never really been hurt before. As opposed to the guy who's hurt all the time, kind of, then you kind of expect it or, you know, maybe you you know how to handle coming back from that. So I'm, I'm hoping that this will be a great Great bounce back for year for him, too, because he clearly wasn't himself. He never knew if he was going to be in the lineup one day from the next. And then his knee was sore. And then he you could see him kind of holding up on some things. So, yeah, I, hopefully those kind of things will kind of wash themselves out for this year. And I don't know. I, I don't know. The expectations for us are probably as great as they've ever been. Yep. Just because this team on paper looks unbelievable and they have a proven track record of winning games over the last few years and and so there's no reason why we shouldn't have a high expectations for them everybody looks good relatively healthy and we're getting we've gotten players back we've added pieces so i don't know i'm i'm ready to start tomorrow even yeah. though it's only march 7th me and
0: you both me and you both well i'm going to uh I get married on the 18th and then i I peace out on a honeymoon for for a little bit we get back on march 28th i'm back in the office march 29th and opening day is the 30th so i'm
1: playing that well it's yeah it's (laughs) gonna be here
0: right i mean it's gonna be here before we know it so or before i know it yeah so really really exciting i I just yeah i'm ready let's 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 go to dc and start this thing right now that's where i'm at too wbc will be fun over the next couple weeks but uh, I'm, i'm ready for opening day so um Well, real quick before we sign off here, I know I've been very busy at work getting stuff ready for the season and all kinds of different things we have going on. I know you have been too. So I I was up for one night last weekend at the HBCU Classic presented by Truist. And I know you've got some stuff going on this weekend. You're taking another trip this weekend. So why don't you fill us in on what you've been up to and your your staff? Yeah,
1: this will be my first full year of uh, heading up growing the game initiative for the Braves, as well as my alumni duties and and all the things that we have going on there. Real excited about this year from RBI Uh, During the summer to our showcases, Native American showcase, which will be at the end of June and Ford four classic, which will be in the fall to all the kids camps that we've got coming up. uh, We'll have 48 baseball and softball clinics around Atlanta, uh, which is just amazing. So we went from three clinics to 24 to now 48. Uh, Real excited about what's happening there. And uh, that'll be soon. We'll be be out in the marketplace selling that. You can sign up for that at braves.com slash growing the game. And then with our Braves Country Battles that are now in full swing. So we've got our travel ball tournaments and baseball and softball. That's happening now. Uh, So we just have a lot of things in in the uh, amateur sports space. The Braves are, are really behind us growing the game of baseball, growing the game of softball real excited about that we're getting a ton of support on how we can um, help Atlanta and the southeast which is our footprint get better you know at playing those games and and having more kids out there and join the sports learning from baseball learning from softball there's so many things that the sport of baseball and softball offer young kids not only just getting them away from the screen Right. The phone screen, the TV screen, getting them out there doing things that are healthy. But, you know, it's teaching them um, sports is a lot like life, you know, how to persevere, how to um, manage uh, defeat or disappointment, how to uh, embrace success. What does it look like to achieve success? How do you work hard to, to uh, get better and, and hone your skills on the baseball field, on the softball field, so all those things that you know sports allow you to to grow as an individual. I'm real excited to be heading that up, and and it's uh, it's it's a lot of work. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces, but I've got a great team. JB and Doug are are helping me with that, and uh, we're just having a good time. It it it's it'll be a lot this year trying to get that done. We're doing a lot up in Cherokee. We got a clinic this weekend where we're working with some young people. Baseball and softball, helping them get better, prepare for the season. And then we'll be back here in full swing, ready for the start of the season. And, of course, all the alumni stuff, Alumni Sunday, Alumni Weekend. We're doing speaking uh, engagements and meet and greets and suite appearances, all that stuff we're scheduling as well. So it'll be a full year. And uh, we're, we're up for the challenge and we can't wait for it to all get going.
0: Amen to that. Well, I can tell you, everybody here in this office is doing everything we can to get ready for the season, but also to make sure that everybody that comes out to a game at Truist Park this season has a great time. Uh, if you're If you haven't seen, I think this news just came out yesterday, come March 17th. We will not be selling any more season tickets for this season, which is a pretty, pretty incredible feat for this team. You waited too long. You waited too long. Well, (laughs) you still got 10 days. Oh, that's right. You still got 10 days. But the idea there, of course, is to keep some tickets open for folks like – like when I didn't live in Georgia, every year I would come for a weekend of Braves games, and that was my annual trek with two or three, one weekend every year. And so it's kind of a, to ensure that people, or if you do live around here, but you only, you know, you're only able to or can only come a couple games a year, it ensures that those fans mm. still have the opportunity. Great. It, it's a really, really great thing that, that's happening. Well, we for are a destination.
1: We are. So we want people to come experience the battery, experience the praise game. And of course, we have a lot of people in the, in the amateur sports market who come in to play baseball games. They come in to play softball games and they come to the ballpark and we do they do the little parades around the field and they come to our clinics and we give them, you know, ticket offers and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, that's important.
0: Yeah. And if here's how, you know, I'm not just uh, selling something. I, I actually do believe that this is a destination. I've mentioned a couple of times my wedding coming up next weekend everybody that's coming into town for me and there's there's I think all together is probably 35 40 hotel rooms that are being booked all are in the the hotels here in the battery whether it's Omni a loft aloft excuse me uh double tree all the, the the hotels around here Friday night we're all going to be here uh, at the chop house having a welcome night before dinner my parents and a couple best men that are coming in um, a little early that week We got dinner plans every night here in the battery. I mean, we're kind of nice. It's it's we're showing people from out of town a nice time and we're pretty much able to do it all right here. Mm -hmm. So that is my personal life. And I believe in it that much. So that's that's what everybody that's coming here. I want them to come experience what we where we work at and hang out every day. And so I think that's that's very much what we've built here. And we talked about it a lot last year and it's going to be the same this year. Every night at the ballpark, doesn't matter what day of the week, who we're playing, anything you're going to have a big crowd with a lot of energy and doing that 81 times in a year is extremely hard. And that's what we've got right here now. So uh, if you can't buy you can't become an A-list member. Well, you still can, you've got 10 days, but if you can, or you're not locally here or live here, but still like to come to Braves games, you'll still have that opportunity here. So it's great. It's going to be another great year on the field for fans All of us. It's going to be a good time. So can't wait. All right. Well, this has been good. It's been good to see you again. I've been we've both been been gone. Thought you
1: started another podcast called a travel, travel podcast. (laughs) It's
0: it's it's a new podcast called Beyond the Brace. (laughs) There
1: you go. (laughs) All right. For Craig
0: McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week.